This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We're at the Liveberg Studios up in Glenshaw. Our producer Ben Stonium is here. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Dick and Sauce. And John, you are at Bindley Hardware. That's me. Kind of slowing down after the football season, but that just means we're gonna we're gonna pack more action. Exactly. Into each episode. I missed you guys, you know. I think we were sort of having phantom <laughs> phantom pains for each other. The group the group thread was popping. It was popping. Um, but, you know, had some time to reflect, enjoy some football, enjoy some not football-related things, which we are going to get into. But I got to ask you, man, we are deep, deep into dry January. You look you look well. I know. Doesn't, isn't that the bitch of it? Are you? <laughs> have you had a freakout yet? No, I've had some near freakouts. Okay, talk to me about that. I've had some near freakouts, but right now I'm like the idiot grass cutter and lawnmower man who Pierce Brosnan puts into that machine and it like makes him smarter and more high functioning. I haven't seen this one. Pierce Brosnan in a movie called Lawnmower Man? Are you being serious right now? Yeah. Ben Stonium. Early 90s. I Early 90s. Exactly. Okay. He's a dunce but he Pierce Brosnan like puts him into this machine repeatedly and he gets like too smart. Oh. Well, I'm not getting too smart, but I'm getting like to the point where I'm like, hey, let's let's string together four or five uh, cohesive thoughts. What uh, what a crazy time to be alive. Emotionally balanced. Yeah, it's all overrated. But the one thing I did in my week off that was so sweet, I watched this movie Tread. Have you heard of this? Oh. Okay, Tread is this movie about, it's a documentary actually, about a guy in a small town in Colorado and he gets like burned by local politics. He like buys a plot of land and they, you know, like the city board wants to like squeeze him to pay to get like hooked up to the water and sewage. And over the course of like five years, he slowly loses his mind and he believes that God is talking to him. Oh, I love it. So he buys a bulldozer. The guy is like a master welder. Like he is an elite level welder. And he Do not bought- f- with a master welder. <laughs> he buys this bulldozer and he fortifies it with like steel plated armor with concrete poured in the middle of it. And he just, all of his political enemies in the town, everyone that ever dissed him, he knocks down their buildings. It sounds, it's almost like snakes on a plane level yeah. crazy, but it's real. Uh, never before in a film has a character reminded me more of my father. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Like I could see, I could see my dad doing that in Downtown Imperial. He's wow. like, you know what? This, so this guy, he left a series of tapes too. <laughs> it's just awesome. It's oh, he awesome. was wow. Yeah, he was very, he was prepared. And you know what? Upon reflection, I do think he was a messenger from God. I may be in the minority there of drawing that conclusion, but I do think that he was an instrument of a divine higher power. You got the angel Gabriel, (laughs) you've got Moses in the burning bush, and you've got this guy. He didn't kill anyone. Right. He didn't kill anyone. Yeah, but he made his point. All right, John, on the rundown here, and I did see this, and I did check out the 
the article, there's like two bridge piers for sale. Get the pair, or you could just get one. I know. All right, tell us about it. Because look, bridge piers and land, that's the only thing God's not making any more of. Very right. religious zealot show this week. That's right. So we've all been by them if you've lived in Pittsburgh. I remember looking at these things as a kid and being like, what are these, Mom? And my mom making up something like... <laughs> Oh, it's to measure how high the water is or yeah. something like that. That's why those sticks are on them. These these are those, they're like those long brick columns that have like spikes sticking out. One of them is downtown. Yep. And one of them is behind Highmark Stadium where right. the Riverhounds play. So they're about 45 feet above the river. These bridge piers are for sale. And the guy in charge, A.J. Pantone, he's saying, make me an offer. So I got to thinking, what could you really do with these bridge piers and what would be i don't know maybe we could get some listeners involved some ideas please uh, please please do we want to hear your thoughts hit us up on the hotline 412-368-6375 send us an email untitled pittsburgh at gmail.com what would you do with these bridge piers keep in mind they're across the monongahela river you've got two points you've got two pieces of property right john i've got a couple ideas okay ready? talk to me okay i knew you'd come up with something all right we've been promised the zip line from mount washington down to the north shore that was a yeah. thing that was ballied about right that was supposed to happen it was our birthright right uh, everybody wanted to see fat yinzers <laughs> gliding <laughs> Gliding drunkenly, <laughs> gracefully down to the North Shore. Well, think about Mount it. Mount Washington, yeah. Think about what an economic boom it would be for Mount Washington because you're at Redbeard's, you're at Sloppy Joe's, mm-hmm. Scarpaces, Bigham Tavern, all those bars absolutely popping off. And then you safely, but very drunkenly, get into the zip line and you get down there like two minutes before game time. We were supposed to have that. It's right. over. Look, right. fine. It's not going to happen. So build a tower on the pier that's on the south side end. Okay. And then let's zip line over to downtown. And then, like, I guess potentially walk to a game, but probably get distracted by another bar. Right. Am I correct? I think they're very close to the Mon Wharf, right, which floods mm-hmm. very often. Maybe you could, like, make the Mon Wharf flooding thing into, like, a cool game. I'm thinking about, like, the scenes in Titanic. You know, those iconic scenes where it's like, it's filling up and they're, you know. Or really, when any time someone drowns in a movie or comes close to drowning, where it's like, uh, uh, and then they go under, right? But then, you know, you could have, it'd be like an American Gladiators thing. Like, we'll flood the Mon Wharf. Bumper boats. Mon Wharf. Bumper boats. Okay. Yeah. Look, anything you, look, people want excitement. An escape room style perversion happening at the Mon Wharf using yeah. our own greatest natural yeah. resource flooding I think is a great idea. Uh, here's my other thing and this is probably what it'll end up being the most obnoxious bar of all time. Yeah it's like you get you get off the paddle tiki float and then like a crane <laughs> picks you up mm-hmm. and puts you on there. Where you enjoy like smoked bourbons yeah. $18 grilled cheeses Yeah there's a pizza oven where they like carve into the, the stone how about this? I don't know if this is legit, if this is possible, because this is another thing that could totally happen. Just like three tiny houses on each one that are Airbnbs. A striking distance themed Airbnb. <laughs> you want to go in on this with me? Like on top, you build like a little tiny thing, and that could be like a little museum with some memorabilia, and then a replica of the houseboat that Bruce Willis lives on mm-hmm. can be tethered. 
So okay. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited for some rich asshole to buy that and turn it into something that we as a city can come together and hate. Yeah. Other big news, John. Andrew McCutcheon, he's back in the black and gold. They'd been flirting with it. Kutch was liking random people's tweets like, hey, at Pirates, you should re-sign at Andrew McCutcheon. Mm. And now we're back into the abusive relationship with the Pirates that we've all come to know and love so much. Because, look, you can be the you can be like the most hard-hearted man. You could have already written, I'm not going to a game on principle this year. But Kutch is back. It does feel a little bit different. You know, he's in his, what, he's in his mid-30s now, but he's still, he's still the man. He was our guy for so long. And Buster Olney tweeted this out. Andrew McCutcheon returns to the Pirates on the verge of some very big round numbers. He's got 1,948 career hits, so he'll probably get to 2K, 392 doubles, 287 home runs, and 983 walks. So, like, every night at the ballpark this summer is going to be like, if Kutch gets two homers, oh, my God, he's a... He's at 300. A lot of reasons to go to a game now. You're going for it, huh? You're really... It's kind of cool. sound excited. I'm I'm not with it. You're not with it? I'm not with it at all. Look, huge Andrew McCutcheon fan. Definitely, you know, he is to be uh, lauded and revered for his contributions for those really fun years with the Pirates. But, like, dude, come on. Look, if the team is winning and he's helping the team win, I'm down. This nostalgia trip, we never actually... It's not like he won a World Series with us. I'd rather, I want to have like strong opinions. You know what I mean? And I've been fighting it up until this moment. It's the first time I've said, how, like, because I want to like it too. I'm, I'm not just, saying I'm going every game. I'm, I'm just, saying that. It's so corny, dude. Like, the reason he's coming back to the Pirates is because he kind of, he's not very good anymore. Like, he's he doesn't, not great. He, he doesn't anymore. suck. We'll see. He doesn't suck. Yeah. There, there are things that he can still do yeah. on the baseball field that make him. A fine fit for, for the Pirates. one year for a one year contract. And look, if he's doing well, really good, would, okay, well, if this will be the best. Wait. If he's old and he sucks, would you have rather him signed a six year deal? No, no. But this will be the this will be great. He'll do really good, but we'll suck, and then they'll, they'll trade him. They'll trade him at the deadline to a contender. If that were to happen, that would be my moment, like in the movie Tread. That I I would <laughs> I would is, then buy a bulldozer and fortify it with iron. Right, like I'm not I'm not. It, it's less about him and more about I just don't trust the pirates. And I also feel like it's like they're cashing in on on the years that were good instead of focusing. Like I would much rather have have been able to sign Brian Reynolds to a long term extension and have him be happy to right the wrong that we never really did with Kutch. I'm not enthused and I'm not falling for it. I'm a bitter bitter person i guess well i'll tell you what i'll think fondly of you as i watch kutch hit some walk-off in august when the pirates have been mathematically eliminated for <laughs> like 17 games but everyone is so drunk and right and lonely that yeah. you know that it's it's a great moment i will not respond to your texts like hey were you at the game i'm just gonna i'm gonna big time you all right which you would deserve. You I would guess deserve. if the Steve Miller band is playing that night, I'll be there. <laughs> well, give me your, give me like your ultimate sky blast concert and fireworks lineup here. Who would you, Ooh. who would you see? I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a band out there okay. for you. Yeah, because it's got to be, it has to be the right. Okay, all right, tier of band right now. All right, blues traveler. Hell yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Listeners might not know this, but I've uh, I've shared the stage with Blues Traveler. Yeah, you opened for Blues Traveler, right? Up in Catanning, it was pretty sweet. Did you get to meet John Popper? I w like you know was in a room with him for a minute and like 
you know. Was he cool? He's really tall. Really? Yeah. He's like my height and also big dude. How'd they sound? They're great. I had a great idea, and I could never... If I could have got the camera crew, if I would have known Ben Stonium back then, I would have tried to set this up. If I would have like just told my band, like, hey, we're going to we're gonna do the runaround. So, like, like, when... Opening for Blues Traveler, but, like... And instead of doing the, like, like I would do a vocal of the, and like, would he notice? Would he come outside? Would people be like, what the? F-? He would have gone ballistic, right? And there's some like diehard blues traveler fan that uh, ends up murdering you, treading me, yeah, tre- <laughs> knocking over your house with an iron fortified bulldozer. Well, look. I'm not going to be a grump about... I mean, I'm a grump about the Pirates, but, like, I'm just happy... You know what? I'll say I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I'm going to end up going to... Instead of, like, two games, I'm going to end up going to, like, five games this year. There is always the possibility that Kutch is irreparably injured because he's older and ends up playing 12 games the whole season. All right, listen, enough baseball. The championship games are happening this weekend. Mm -hmm. The last uh, weekend, this divisional round... Let's just say it. it sucked. Yeah, it wasn't crappy games, but we were so so lucky and so overindulged with a slate of amazing NFL games on the wild card weekend that mm-hmm. who cares? Right. You know? Past we, couple years have been crazy too. I feel like every playoff game last year was was a nail biter. Yeah, they were pretty sick. Yeah. So look, I uh, I did this last year. I'm gonna do it again. Your rooting interest as a Steeler fan. As Steeler fans, we need to come together. We need to manifest the outcome that we want to see. Because it's really about us. It is, yes. We are the main characters in a multi-person Truman show, Mm -hmm. and everyone else can buzz off. All right, so here it is, John. Your championship weekend rooting interest for the NFL. Lay it on me. I need guidance. Not a great run out for Steeler Faithful as we stare down the barrel of this championship weekend. There's a lot of things to hate about each of these remaining teams. We got really lucky last year when the innocuous Mortgage the Future Rams won it all. That late pass interference call against Cincy cost me $2,500 in a block pool, and I've never been happier. Let's start with the NFC Championship game here. Big picture, the 49ers have five Super Bowls. One Super Bowl away from tying the Steelers. They have Debo Samuel, who I'm incredibly jealous of. The fact that he's on another team other than the Steelers pretty much disproves organized religion. Has anyone stopped to think for two seconds about the Brock Purdy story? I, like, I know that sports movies have conditioned us to root for this guy. He's a late-round pick, uh, thrust into a starting role due to injury. Look at his baby face and his awful haircut. Good for him. Nah, dog. I've seen how this plays out. Sure, today he's some dope from the Midwest who wears khaki shorts and drives a 2010 Buick LeSabre, but one day... He could marry a supermodel. He could be making out with his son on Instagram and selling more sketchy supplements than the BP by my house. He is the A number one candidate to become the next Tom Brady, and that's something we should all be very afraid of. So look, that leaves us with another imperfect option here. The Philadelphia Eagles. My God, this is where we're at. We need the Eagles to beat the 49ers to maintain our status in the history of the game. Well, the beacons are lit, Philly. Gondor calls for aid. We're both part of the second state ever made. Could you do us a solid one time, please? Look, John, it sucks. This is a tough situation. How many people do you know who are from just outside Philly? Uh, I'll tell you, for me, it's every person from Philly I know. That's so true. Oh, you're from Philly? What part? Lancaster, Philadelphia? Are you from Stroudsburg, Philadelphia? 
All right, but there's a couple things that are going to make this pill a little bit easier to swallow. Number one, the Eagles beat the Patriots that one time in the Super Bowl. That's right. And that was a big deal. Also, Miles Sanders is from East Pittsburgh. That's enough for me. And look, I'll just shout down any cocky Eagles fan with, Sixburg, Sixburg, shut up. That's easy to do. In a bar, you know, it's about who has the shortest retort that wins. Mm -hmm. You just keep repeating it. I think it's easier to do that than to make room on the pedestal of the six-time Super Bowl champs. Okay, AFC Championship game. If the Chiefs win it all this year, they're in dynasty territory. They'll have like two of the last five, and that's not great. But I don't know how much the Chiefs are going to be able to do with Patrick Mahomes playing on only one leg. He already spends four to six hours a day trying to keep his wife and brother from making a complete asshole out of him on social media. Andy Reid's really going to need to pull a rabbit out of his bush if Mahomes is rendered lame. (laughs) Maybe he could, like, snap it to the tight end a couple dozen times. Or, you know, have everybody dance around in a circle and run a flea flicker. Oh, that was awful. That's what they need, John. That's what they're going to need to do to win. Also, are we letting Andy Reid off the hook for these State Farm commercials where he draws mustaches on people's faces? You would smell the marker. It's not just that you would feel the marker. You would smell it. And I have no doubt that he does that in real life. Look, I don't know what it is this year. I've heard a lot of people, including my hardened 63-year-old mechanic, say stuff like, I don't mind Cincinnati. What the f*** are you talking about? They're in our division. They are, like, our A number one competition for ever getting a playoff home game ever again. I've finally, I've been thinking about it. I've been able to put my finger on what I don't like about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the younger brother of an extremely attractive and popular girl in your high school. She's a senior. He's a freshman. Older dudes can't mess with Joe Burrow and even like show him some kind of weird misplaced respect because oh they want to get with his sister. Oh my God. So he's like a made man. Dude. I want you to take a deep breath, okay? And I want you to imagine a homeschooled kid whose only frame of reference for going to high school is the movie The Breakfast Club, okay? Okay. That's Joe Burrow smoking that cigar after LSU won the national championship game. It looks so unnatural. He looks like a robot cosplaying a jock. Hayden Hurst, total jagoff, looks like a bully in a different John Hughes movie that never got made. Mm. Mike Hilton is your high school girlfriend who went to IUP and got really hot and somehow rich and wants nothing to do with you. Eli Apple is actually low class enough to tweet dick darts about DeMar Hamlin. Look, am I ignoring the Tyler Boyd thing that he's from Clareton? Yes, I am. But here's the thing. I don't want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, obviously. I want them to experience maximum pain. I want them to lose in the Super Bowl. And they can't do that if they don't win the AFC. I want Cincy to win this weekend. Mm. I want them to go to the Super Bowl and fulfill their destiny of becoming the new Bills. Suck it, Cincy. I think you hit the nail on the head. Being able to lose the Super Bowl twice in a row and be able, being able to how do you continue? How do you even go on? Lap that up, dude. Joe Burrow. He has that. He has the the confidence of someone who has never gotten uh, their lunch tray strip sacked out of their hand just Man, for being a freshman. Uh, that is that's on the money right there. I'm thinking of some specific people right now. Oh, I could name. I'll name <laughs> names right now. <laughs> This is really, that would be very unproductive. Mm. Already cruising, already cruising. I don't want to say for a dicey 20-year reunion, because I don't think there's any real bad blood. Have you, John, did you do your 10-year? I missed it. I had something going on. That's a great call. 
Hit us up with those stories, too. Ooh, I want to hear if that. If you've got yeah. them, I, I, I want to hear them. Call or text 412-368-6375. If you've got any high school reunion stories, we would love to hear them. Sure would. All right, John, moving on now. It's the first anniversary on January 28th of the Fern Hollow Bridge Collapse. Mm, what a day that was. What a day. As East End kids, it was... Uh, I don't know, crazy to even think that that was possible. It was jarring. Of course, when the news broke, I wondered what the Fern Hollow Bridge was, a bridge that I've gone over and under a million times right. I was like, oh, in man. my life. But... I was like, oh, the poor people of Westmoreland County must be. <laughs> Wait, it's that bridge? Wait a second, the Squirrel Hill Bridge? Right. That you part know. of that part of Forbes between the bridge and like Forbes and Dallas and like the business district of yeah. Squirrel Hill, that is one of the no rules roads. Oh yeah, like there are no rules. There's no speed limits. Yeah. There's nowhere for a cop to set up and yep. and ding ya. It's Thunderdome mm-hmm. over there. But when that happened, John, last year you and I took an emergency phone call on the clock. I believe had to. <laughs> Had to. Because it was so strange. I think by that point, we were both contacted by our mothers. Mm-hmm. But we put together a piece last year, I think before we were even on Bet River's radar. Right. Before we were playing with house money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, back then. So uh, we want to play it again for you here for the first anniversary of the Fern Hollow Bridge Collapse. What's up? Not the bridge. Dude. Insane. Crazy. Unreal. Wild. How did you hear about it? I seen it. I was scrolling through Twitter doing my morning rituals. Oh, my God. Man, I couldn't believe it. How about you? My mom called me in an outright panic, assuming that I had already perished in the collapse. Oh. I mean, imagine if that would have been Friday night. Whole class of Central Catholic 2025 would have been smushed. Like bugs. I mean, nothing would have happened to me, but I'm glad nobody was seriously injured. What do you mean nothing would have happened to you? It's like Spike Lee says, you gotta be like water, you know what I mean? Fluid. Huh? So as the bridge is going down, right before impact, you jump up. So you're reducing the fall from like 75 feet to like 4 feet. It's physics. Uh, Didn't you buckle your knee running out of ground ball in PSL softball league last year? Okay, go ahead, fail to plan. Get hurt on a bridge, see if I care. All I know is I gotta get Cyril Weck down there. Straighten this thing out. Is he a structural engineer? How different could it be? Let me ask you something. Did you have any idea it was called the Fern Hollow Bridge? No, dude. My mom calls me up. She says, did you hear about Fern Hollow? I thought something terrible happened to Will Smith's daughter. Honest to God, that's the first time I've ever heard it called that in my entire life. Well, whatever it's called, I hope they figure it out because I take Cheryl to tennis twice a week in Monroeville. Oh, that's going to jam you up. I mean, this is almost as big a hassle as that jag that parks in front of the Evergreen every day on Penn Avenue. I don't know who that dude has pictures of, but he should be in jail. So, John, when it reopened in December, I took a special trip, no other item on the agenda, Mm. no errand to run. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go drive it. It had been open for like two days. And I went over, I was like, you know what, it's a bridge. Yeah. It is definitely fortified. I think it could hold the weight of like an armored bulldozer right i think no i mean it it is like very meaty now and i wonder because it's so sturdy it's like guys weren't we gonna need some of these resources for like the hundreds of other bridges in disrepair in allegheny county right (laughs) make this one strong as right 
There's going to be Central Catholic kids doing all sorts of stuff under this bridge. As a Central 89 alum, That's right. we got to make sure this is a really strong bridge. That's right. The scariest bridge right now in town is the one that's over 279 that connects like oh yeah the north side yeah. to what's on Troy Hill okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah over there that one i i'm under the impression that like you can see through like some of the potholes on the rebar yeah. down to 279 yeah. that's like way higher i'll never forget like the pillowcase the sacks the mesh sacks under the Greenfield Bridge, like, growing, yes. up, growing up. I would like one of those sacks, like, when they're not. I would have liked one from, <laughs> like, like, like a memorabilia. Th- Three River Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, over here, uh, <laughs> this is an autograph. Uh, it's a promotional ball I got at Times Ward. I mean, it's a stamp of his autograph. We got this, and uh, here's one of the sacks that was underneath. Right. The Greenfield Bridge. could have crushed a Toyota Camry, man. If this sack wasn't there, it would have been bad, bad news. The one other thing that I did... When I when I did the bridge, when I, I drove it, and then I made a left onto Braddock mm-hmm. and another left onto Penn. I passed the Evergreen, which had the vehicle parked in front of it. We all know it. And people were hurriedly and dangerously funneling into the left lane right. going the, eastbound. The entire city has to make an adjustment because, so one, the, because one person... Park wherever you want. And I've seen people say on Reddit, this comes up on Reddit all the time, I've seen people say, it's legal to do... Oh, it's legal. It's legal to park oh, there. let me park here. Yo. Stop. Quit doing it. I don't care if it's legal. I know that I've said it so many times this show, and this will be the last time I do it, but if ever given the opportunity to pilot a fortified bulldozer, the first place I'm going oh, yeah. is the right lane of yep. Penn Avenue. Look, uh, I know we called for some things during the show. We want to hear about your rooting interests. We want to know who you're rooting for as a Steeler fan. We do. As we enter the final stretch of the 2023 NFL season, hit us up on the hotline, 412-368-6375. And also, you got some some cringy high school reunion stories? You got some, some weird encounters? Maybe you watch somebody who now has four kids get way out over their skis and mm. permanently damage their marriage at one of these things? We want to hear about it. Hit us up on the hotline or by email, untitledpittsburgh at gmail.com. John, I think we learned a lot today. We did. We did. I'm happy to be back talking with you guys. Happy to be back thinking about the important things like, what would you do with a bridge pier? The real question is, could you build another bridge? Could you build the bridge from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? I was just about to say. (laughs) Hey, Molaram, prepare to meet Kali. In hell. In (laughs) hell. He's not crazy. He's nuts. Huge shout-out to Liveberg Studios. Huge shout-out to our producer, Ben Stonium. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.